The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, guys? Tells Charles and Megan Berry here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Happy Friday after a, uh, what, what is it? Like a dumpster lo- fire loser week. Um, I'm pretty cluster sure. F. <laughs> How long do we have for me to describe this game? Um, I have many choice keep words. Going. Just, just, uh, you know, keep it PG. Yeah. Well, I can't. It's so hard let's to, it's let's hard move on because like, let me, I will just start losing it. We'll have to put the E on this episode real quick. We won't. It was bad. But um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they were just trying to make sure that I fully relate to uh, the red release uh, Taylor's version this Mm. weekend. I think they were just trying to prep me for that. So I'm sorry that it, uh, you know, everyone else had to suffer in the the meantime. That was a deep cut reference. I appreciate it. (laughs) If you understood that reference, then you are Megan Murray's soulmate. So if you're not listening to Taylor's version of red, that is re-recorded with 30 songs on it this week, like then, you know. What are you doing? Exactly. You might be a bad person. Make time. Figure it out. Um, All right, guys. So I think all of Cowboys Nation is reeling coming off of last week. And um, rightfully so, because that was a nightmare. It was nightmare fuel. Megan and I got to actually witness it in person. Um, Unbelievable. Everyone was just so hyped up before the game. It was going to be so fun. Like we had the huge tailgate. Yep. And lot 12 till I die. (laughs) we were having a great time we were just like going in feeling high we were talking crap to the one like Broncos fan with us the Jay Cutler jersey that came by and I was like that's it like we can't not win this game there's a Jay Cutler and you know Broncos and you know what honestly that I was probably so wrong in that logic that's probably what did us in wow my healthy turn I'm not gonna say that Jay Cutler has winning energy I won't well um but that would require him to care so (laughs) The, uh, this is like a random tangent, but like NFL outfits like can be really weird. I just think that the um, the orange that they have just like makes everything a little bit uglier. Sure. And those stinking like overalls, I was just like, why do you think this looks okay? I personally really do actually like orange as an accent color, but that orange? No. Well, maybe the only orange That's jumpsuit orange. I really like. Yeah is uh is burnt and honestly yeah. that kind of orange i'm like 
you might be a prisoner unclear well yeah and then oh god the, there was i saw a suit no a suit no one was wearing a suit with broncos and it was orange it was gross i hated it so much no. um yeah but i digress uh it was our play was as ugly as their outfits so that you know that's a great way of describing it <laughs> it was horrible all around i know we've had many breakdown podcasts um you know diving into what went wrong which was literally everything and we probably all screamed on the internet so. basically the only thing that was good about that game was that tony pollard opening run and then the rest i could throw away forever and burn it <laughs> just like i i kept sitting there and this guy in front of me who is a complete creep um was just like he kept looking back and i was like what are you what are you looking at number one yeah i like kept turn around I'll, <laughs> like if, my, if my mama was not sitting next to me, I'd stop you right in the face. Um, but like, I just kept looking at the field. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like there's, I was like, where's the spark? Like they're going to get this next one. Like they have to, like, they don't, they don't do this. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't us. Right. I didn't recognize that team. Yeah. Um, it was a mess and you had guys just make like I Dak looked rusty I, you know I feel like I'm Amari Cooper dropping balls CD I mean, it was just it was just uncharacteristic across the board and I'm glad we got it out of our system because now we can go just win all the rest of the games um I I just I don't I have the scaries even reliving it if we're being quite frank um but it's funny Meg because uh, you alerted me to something which gave me the scaries all over again. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys have been here for a minute, I uh, I like to write in all caps on social media. It gets a little lit on game days. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, a couple years ago, I might have been going through some 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 things. I don't know. Was and it not 2019? I don't I don't know. I feel like it was. I had to go into Twitter time. I'll refer back due to. Yeah. I, it was the awful, awful Jets game. I had to go into Twitter timeout. I put myself in Twitter timeout because I was being very mean about Brett Maher and missing kicks. Yeah. She was <laughs> like, like so unreasonable and dumb. And I don't even remember what I said. Thank God. But like straight up canceled myself. And suspend, like I closed yeah. my account and I was like, Dave, here's my <laughs> password. Literally go delete every dumb thing I said. So AKA everything from the last seven days. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah, no, she was truly locked out of her account. And we were like, just get back on. It's <laughs> fine. Like no one saw it. <laughs> and she's like, no, I can't trust myself. <laughs> um, which the and it was, it was the Jets Cowboys game in 2019. Yeah. And was that the game that I made a bet with the Swiss shots? I mean, yes, it uh, was, it didn't end up well for anyone. <laughs> I had to buy like 15. If it's cause he made it yeah. and then like he proceeded to miss a bunch. Of yeah. I had to like, it was like the one, like 65 yards yeah. or something with like 80, 89 yards from the other end zone, whatever. I'm kidding, obviously. But like, it was the longest field goal of, of the game. Yes. And he, I was like, no way he makes this. If he makes this, I'm buying this entire table shots. Well, guess what, kids? I'll give you a hint as to how that turned out for Kelsey Charles and her <laughs> wallet. Not great. <laughs> Not great. Great for the scoreboard in that one instance, really poorly for me. 
you know what they say the maharati doesn't go under 60 so well it's also funny what they say um that apparently this man is a very nice human being so um, he's a nebraska boy so i heard we're on the street after i had just been saying so many disparaging nasty things which by the way like don't be like me in 2019 <laughs> when i was being an, an idiot and like talking about you know how he should he has one job or i'm sure it was something completely classless like that we're all human we all make mistakes that's one of mine um so here we are but apparently this man is like lovely and he's every day before practice he would like facetime his kids and i'm over here like you know just yelling in all caps about him on the internet like and then of course i like meet him at the christmas party and he's all like friendly and i'm like i'm just gonna go jump off you know the cliff or something because i'm a horrible human being either way seeing his name pop up on my timeline today when i was uh sent it dm'd it by one megan murray was a lot for me it was a wednesday we're, we're recording on wednesday this week so <laughs> it's a little confusing but um yes yeah, so it was a little triggering um yes. we we all just were like kelsey um if we have to go into timeout just let us know hold me back <laughs> delete the app from my phone like some some we would have to have put some parameters in place yeah yeah like um kill like, switch or something i'm like know. heated like talking about like parental <laughs> controls like maybe i can like give you guys parental controls on my twitter where if you just see me like starting to get like too like lit you, you just you just like shut it down <laughs> and it like turns off my account and like freezes it and doesn't let me do anything i mean i'm fine with this um it would be smart maybe. however you don't have to worry about brett yeah. Because it's, I'm going to mess his name up. Liram? Yes. Something. Yes. Liram H. So, um, big Liram H guy. If you look him up on Pro Football Reference, whatever you use, I like that one because um, I just do. And he has like, there's, it's, it's a bunch of blanks, which I understand can be very concerning upon first glance. But don't worry, kids, because he won whatever gray bowl, whatever. The gray it is. cup. Yeah, that one. Don't. It's. We have Canadian friends. I know, but I'm. I forgot to ask them beforehand. <laughs> he was in the CFL. And yes. so it's not like it's his first time ever kicking a football. So at least we have that. Although, let me just say this. If, if, if McCarthy and Jerry wanted to pay me league minimum, I did used to play soccer in high school. And I just really feel like there might be a market that's, it's it's a bit of an untapped market, if you will, former soccer players going and being kickers. Like, I feel like Abby Wambach would have been great for that. Like she's very much still a competitive person, but you just like let her go and play in the NFL solely for special teams. And she just serves that one specialty. Yeah. That feels like a, a use case that we should all be considering. And we'll see if it comes down to it. I mean, I don't think we've seen anyone clear COVID protocols before um, before the game. It's very unlikely. Yeah, very unlikely. I don't, I can't think of anyone that has, correct me if I'm wrong, um, but that is the dealio with uh, Greg Zerline being on COVID protocol. Yep. And so we may be seeing some uh, Liram H and I will learn his last name. I've tried to Google it and it's not helpful. We will. We'll Google it. We will look up the gray cup 
um, we know final the, interviews. The gray cup is not that hard to look up. <laughs> well, but I'm sure there's like some like final highlight where he just did something incredible and saved the game. And yeah, like, let's do that. He surely he was the hero in some situation. Let's give him good vibes when he's going against up against Cool all weekend. Good vibes. Um. All right. So let's talk about this weekend. We have a really special guest coming on our show. Um. Our boss, big timer. She's the <laughs> one who. Um, helped hire us, gave it the A-OK when RJ was like, listen, I got these friends. They're a little crazy, but I think you might like them. We should let them talk on the mic once a week and uh, be about Cowboys. And so she said, fine. <laughs> um, and I'm really excited. We've got Gina Kelly, who is joining us. And um, she the associate director ah, of SB Nation yes. and uh, the Falcoholic. Correct. Which is one of the least bad SB Nation fan page names. Correct. It is one of the least bad if we were doing a power ranking. Um, it is one of the most bad in terms of the birds aren't real bowl, but it's fine. <laughs> That's fair. Um, Bleeding Green, I don't like. Bleeding Green's trash. Do yeah. we listen? I'm already heated about Maher. Do you want me to go off on the, the Eagles, Eagles too? Probably not. Because I will. Not like, for the best. Two of the things that make me more inappropriate <laughs> online than I should be. Um, yeah. Anyways, we had Gina on. It was awesome. She has great insight into this team. They're in a weird place. Let's face it. Like, there's a lot of storylines going on right now. Dan Quinn playing his former team. Um, you know, they had a rough start to their season. Their defense is uh, tragic, to say the least. But you know what? The Broncos were nothing to write home about either. So I am the last person on this planet is, is going to scoff at a matchup like this come Sunday can you tell we're uh we're tempering our expectations after we were absolutely not last weekend listen <laughs> at the end of the day I don't subscribe to this theory of under delivering and over uh oh I'm sorry under promising and over and over delivering but like uh, because I just don't ever believe in under promising it's not my style it's absolutely the opposite of your style but what I really am trying to do it's just like be chill, which is something I am also not. Um, <laughs> but you know, like keep it copacetic. Like maybe down the middle line would be kind of cool instead of like riding the wave that is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, <laughs> it's a good breakdown. Let's get into it. Without further ado, Gina Kelly. With Kizik Can's free shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy-on, easy-off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we have Gina Kelly with us here from SB Nation, the boss lady. Our big boss is joining us. You guys, <laughs> this is a, a show for sure. <laughs> I'm very excited to be here, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. 
you guys missed out. I was just thanking her for not firing us yet because I really do <laughs> still enjoy doing this podcast. <laughs> and yeah, and so we have to be nice today. Correct. That is the <laughs> correct answer. But we might throw in a birds aren't real reference. That's not, that's still not a guarantee. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, okay. So I want to talk, you, you know, all these things about this weekend. Obviously, Cowboys coming off of a really rough game this past weekend. Dan Quinn facing his former team. I feel like there's storylines abundant. Um, but I guess maybe we start with just Dan Quinn returning and facing off against the Falcons, where he was the head coach for many years. What's the sentiment around the team right now and facing their former head coach? Um, the players who are still here from um, Quinn's regime really love and respect him. He is a genuinely good person, honestly, one of the finest people that I've ever met. Um, and he developed real lasting relationships with these players because he sincerely cares about them and they sincerely care about him. So, you know, I think that more than anything, they're looking forward to getting to see him. Um, and getting to say hello and all that kind of thing. And so, yeah, I think that it'll be a really pleasant homecoming. We'll tell on ourselves a little bit, um, but we absolutely adore him here. Swag Daddy Dan. Um, yes, we call him Swag Daddy Dan because of his um, footwear and his backwards hat. He's so cool. I love like, it. What? He's so cool. <laughs> it's no wonder the team is bought in. Yeah, absolutely. And he really is. He's very fun. I remember when he first came to Atlanta, um, you know, going from Mike Smith, who was pretty, you know, buttoned up and like a very old school kind of coach to Quinn, who was playing, you know, hip hop and even like sometimes fallout boy during practice. I mean, I just a completely different, completely different vibe. And that's just his personality. He's a great person and he loves coaching football. He loves it more than anything in the world. And I think that that really comes across. Big, what? that's like big millennial dad energy when oh, he's playing fallout boy. Yes. <laughs> he's like, is this cool guys? Like, let me show you some hits. Top 100. <laughs> Um, so what have you noticed, um, as far as the Cowboys defense this year, um, that you can like really, other than the fact that they seem to have bought in, um, but what have you noticed like signature Dan Quinn, um, like of the defense this year? Yeah. The, the one thing that I, that really stands out to me, um, (laughs) and it's very unique to Dan Quinn is the tackling style that he tries to teach players it's the rugby style tackling um and so it's just safer you know it's safer for the Cowboys defense it's safer for the offensive players that they're tackling and so that's really one of the main things um another thing that Quinn is really really focused on is creating turnovers and so you know when you see the Cowboys being aggressive about that I think that that's definitely a hallmark of Dan Quinn's coaching style and then you know just playing with a lot of speed playing with a lot of energy um yeah I think that that's something that stood out to me about this Cowboys unit you know you can see Dan's influence on them in that way too yeah, I actually want to talk about that for a minute because obviously um, you have the likes of Trayvon Diggs having just a banner season, right? And yes. the national media are lazy and they're going to say that he's overhyped based on last game alone, which again, like if you didn't realize before that they're not plugged in, then maybe you should know by now when you saw anything of the sort come across your timeline, but that's yeah. just for a different day. But then you have guys like Anthony Brown who were very much you know, bubble guys last season. And, you know, he's just kind of like a role player 
And he even has interceptions. But dare I call it a high risk, high reward type of of style of play? Because last last game, again, it was a fluke. We can call whatever we want, but it it was terrible. And the team had 14 missed tackles. And it's you're usually Mm -hmm. used to something that's more in the single digits, right? Uh, Yeah. I mean, any time that you're getting into double digits, it's gotten ugly. And I will say the Falcons had a lot more missed tackles over Dan Quinn's tenure than I would have liked. And that is definitely a side effect of playing with that speed, playing with that aggression, trying to create turnovers. You know, you can't get so focused on creating a turnover that you're not, you know, wrapping up. Um, And I think that that's kind of a, a difficult balance to strike for a lot of players all the time. Yeah, I mean, the aggression has been something that we haven't been used to. So it's been fun. But yeah, seeing it, it it might need to be, you know, tempered out a little bit. So we'll see if they manage (laughs) to do that this week. Um, But getting on to you guys. um, So the start of your season, I feel like after that first game, you know, the first first few games, I should say, I was it was just like the national conversation around the Falcons was just like, oh, they're out, like, this is, Mm -hmm. uh, like, Matt's last season, like, he's done, and then you guys have seemed to turn it around, what would you attribute, like, the the rough start to, and then, you know, um, who gets credit for the turnaround? Right, so, (laughs) yeah, so as far as the rough start, um, I think that there were a number of factors, first and foremost being with Uh, an entirely new coaching staff and a lot of new players, you're going to have a learning curve. And so I think that the first few weeks, especially, we were seeing that learning curve and effect. Um, And that's something that obviously, as the team has more time to gel, I think we're starting to see them shake that off a little bit. Another major factor was that um, they had to unexpectedly start Jalen Mayfield along the offensive line because of an injury, and he was really not prepared to start. And they also had essentially, you know, effectively a rookie starting at center, somebody who hasn't really had any real game experience at this level, even though he's a second year player. And center is just such an important position because they're responsible for making sure that that unit plays cohesively. And so when you have somebody at guard who's very inexperienced and and very shaky and not really ready to be a starter at this level, but is forced into it, through no one's fault. I mean, just because of an injury. And then Matt Hennessy kind of finding his, you know, getting his legs under him at the center position, which is really difficult to play at this level. Um, early on, that did cause a lot of problems. Matt Ryan is still getting pressured a lot. Um, he's still, you know, taking hits. He's still taking sacks, but not nearly as often. He's not under pressure as often as he was in those first few weeks of the season. So just that, that, unit playing more cohesively, um, developing more chemistry and really getting more comfortable in their roles, I think has made a big difference. And then defensively, um, you know, the scheme change is certainly a big factor, but also Thomas Dimitrov left the team in pretty abysmal cap shape. And so we have a lot of defensive players in Atlanta who really, I mean, they would not be starting on other teams. Um, and we have very, very little depth on defense. And so any injuries are going to cause a lot of issues there. And that's really a problem that's going to take a few years to fix just because the caliber of talent that they have right now on that side of the ball, but that's also been a factor. But, you know, again, like with more time to play in Dean Peace scheme, I think that we're seeing them 
kind of get accustomed to it and, and improving their play a little bit. Just, I think that you've got to understand the ceiling is only so high for the Atlanta defense right now. Yeah. Well, I actually want to dive in a little bit further on that because I want to talk about key areas that you think this Falcons team can, can exploit because, you know, again, I think we're all a little, uh, we, I think we all have some whiplash here in Dallas coming off of last week. Right. And look mm-hmm. at that Denver team and, you know, for all intents and purposes, the Falcons have better, better players and they're, they should be a better team, right? Their mm-hmm. record isn't amazing, but they're, they've had a bit of a hot streak. So I think, you know, and on top of it all, at the end of the day, you have to take, take into account that Matt Ryan is behind that line. And even if he is on the second half of, of his career, this downward sloping, if you will, he's still a better quarterback than a Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. And that's not me, you know, taking a hit on him. It just, I'm just saying the facts are the facts. So, you know, with, with the Cowboys team, Coming off of such a mental uh, blitz that was last week, dare I say, <laughs> and then <laughs> you know you 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 have questionable play at left tackle. Tyron Smith probably isn't going to play, so we have to think about that. You know, this defense, despite the fact that they are aggressive and they've been empowered to play that way, they are still giving up pretty significant plays. I mean, you still have guys like Kyle Pitts is in the mix. Your running game isn't mm-hmm. great. You've got a wide receiver who's basically pay, playing running back, uh, you know, but, but what areas do you feel like this Falcons team is going to try and take advantage of and exploit to try at their very best, at least to get the victory over Dallas? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, I think that it's going to have to happen on the offensive side of the ball. The thing about the Falcons defense is that they really don't have any pass rush to speak of. Um, AJ Terrell is really an exceptional young corner and the secondary play has been, you know, pretty decent over the past, over the recent weeks. Um, but yeah, the, there's no pass rush and there, the Falcons are also susceptible to giving up those big plays. So it's going to have to happen on offense. One thing that does concern me is that Calvin Ridley is out on the non-football injury list with, um, he's out attending to his mental health, which I commend him for taking that step, but, um, he is out, which does allow the Cowboys to dedicate more coverage to, Kyle Pitts. Um, you have guys like Olamide Ezekias who scored two touchdowns last week, but he's a guy who's probably going to be a little bit more boom or bust. I mean, I think last week he was able to do that because the pan or the Saints did not expect him to be such a frequent target. Um, but you know, the Cowboys would be more prepared for that. Um, you know, the <laughs> they're going to have to keep Matt Ryan upright. They're going to have to try to create some pressure defensively um, and at least make Dak a little bit uncomfortable. And they're going to have to try to contain that running game. But yeah, I mean, I, I, this is why I'm, this is why I'm so pessimistic about the Falcons this week. Like I can't even come up with an answer. I don't know if this Falcons team can exploit anything. (laughs) I mean, I hear that, but I don't think the Broncos really felt that way either last week. I mean, I was talking to that's true. And she was like, I mean, you know, say all you want about them waving the white flag by trading away Von Miller, but this team hasn't given up. But also it feels like there's so many areas that they have to cover off on in terms of mm-hmm. really containing this Dallas Cowboys offense. And then the defense is having at least a, a better year than last year. But then we all saw what happened. It just felt like everyone went full derp and you had no idea what was happening on the blue side of the field. <laughs> I have seen a lot of those games from the Falcons. So I am very, very sympathetic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I feel like 
if of all fan bases, you would understand. Well, now Absolutely. she's also a World Series champion, so they they can't hurt her anymore. She said. Oh right, that's it. yes, that's yes, that is very very true. Thank you, Braves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many uh, Braves jerseys do you think we'll see versus like Falcons jerseys at AT and T this year? Oh, weekend? a great question. That is a great question. Um, you know, we're we're not that far removed from it. Um, yeah, I think that we could see quite a few. I'll try to. Count. I've been. <laughs> it's been really because I I live. Um, we just moved, but we're just about fifteen minutes from the Brave Stadium, and even just running errands around here, everybody is still wearing their Brave stuff. That's so it's been really fun to see. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. A question, Gina, because I'm. I think, as you know by now, um, having been in my atmosphere for at least a hot minute, I have all the teams that I yes. play and cheer for. So I'm just curious, in your expert opinion, since I was born in Alpharetta, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, lived there till mm-hmm. I was 10 years old, how much of this World Series victory am I allowed to claim? All of it. All Let's of it. go! Wait, wait, wait. Follow-up question, Kelsey. <laughs> Did you watch any of the games? No. Okay. But that's okay. Let's listen. <laughs> Someone in my family um, paid taxes in that city. So it feels like, that's here's right. my rule. If I pay tuition at your school, I get a, I get a cheer for you. So I feel like the tax rule is like very applicable as well. Taxes I completely tuition. agree. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. As a Dodgers fan, absolutely not so pleased, but um, <laughs> I did. I was rooting for you guys over the Astros. <laughs> I digress. Thank you. <laughs> um, to get us a little bit back on track, um, I wanted to talk to you about uh, Matt Ryan, aka Maddie Ice. Um, he's mm-hmm. been having a great like last uh, several weeks, actually. Um, but it's kind of been an upwards trajectory leading into what a crazy saints finish. Um, it was wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I just kind of want to like go off on him, go off about him, I should say, not on him, but, um, and, <laughs> and or like, on him, whatever you need to do. And like, how do you think he's like really getting this offense in shape? Um, you know, one of the things that I really appreciate about Matt is just his work ethic. And I mean, he's gone through a couple of coaching and coordinator changes over the course of his career. So he knows what that's going to be like. I think that he really threw himself into it um, and made sure that he understood the offense as well as he could. He also holds the rest of the offense to a very high standard of preparation. And so I think that that helps the team across the board, but it's just so much fun for me to see him continue continuing to play this well at his age, especially after, you know, I got thousands of mentions from Falcons fans during the first round of the 2021 NFL draft. Like, why would they not take a quarterback there? And I'm like, because Matt Ryan's contract is not going to let them cut him for a couple of years. And he's still good. <laughs> so, he yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I he really to is. Remind you guys, <laughs> just so we're clear, I still got it. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, so I, I guess I want to I want to kind of stay on that trajectory for a minute and talk about the offensive weapons because I think um, one of the things that I've been most interested in in terms of this matchup is Patterson and, and how he's been utilized by this team. And again, we we I love that Meg, you got his nickname Flash, um, but yeah, AKA Jack of All Trades is very <laughs> accurate. That's what I call mm-hmm. him. I, I, do you feel like the way this Falcons team has utilized him is, is more out of necessity or, or also just mainly because he's able to do it and it, and it creates more uncertainty when you're game planning. I, I, 
dare I call him the Taysom Hill of skill players? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I was um, gonna say I, I didn't know if you'd like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I I love it. That's fine. Um, I. <laughs> I think that it's been really interesting to see the way that Arthur Smith has used him. And while Patterson was in New England, Bill Belichick kind of gave us a glimpse of his potential being used this way. And so I think that that um, and the fact that, you know, Arthur Smith was very reliant on Derrick Henry in his Titans offense. And we don't really have that player in Atlanta. And so it's been really interesting to see how he has taken advantage of Patterson's size and speed and put him into spaces where, you know, defenses just cannot stop him. He has been so much fun to watch this year. And if you would have told me when they signed him that I would be seriously shopping for a Cordero Patterson Falcons jersey, I would have been like, why? <laughs> but he's been that good. Like he has been so much fun to watch. And it's also kind of fun that he's just embraced this multifaceted role. You know, he was saying yesterday, um, his mom worked three jobs at a time to support him and his siblings. And he's like, if my mom can work three jobs, why can't I play three positions? Like, I love that, I love that attitude. Yeah. <laughs> so he's been a lot of fun. We stand a mama's boy. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I feel like the Vikings have to be kicking themselves right now. For 100%. This one out. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys, wasn't this last year? This was, this was a game that the Cowboys, it was the watermelon kick game, right? I think it was. So in, in light of that, I believe it was. I'll take your word for it. Do you have any crazy predictions? Because again, when you have a team, a matchup like this, where the Falcons, as you're saying, you don't have a lot of faith in them. It feels like they are just coming up short in all senses of the matchup. It feels like now would be as good a time as any to just pull out all the stops, right? I mean, like keep them mm-hmm. going, try to really get this win. That would mean so much to this Falcons team. So do you have a crazy prediction for Sunday or do you just kind of think like, I mean, it would be great, but I don't trust this team to do anything out of the ordinary. I think they're just going to kind of come in and like get this L handed to them on a platter. <laughs> um, well, I, I realistically think that that's probably going to be the case, but um, I, yeah, I have, I have two kind of fun, bold predictions. One is going to be that Cordero Patterson will throw a touchdown pass. That's the one thing that he hasn't really done yet. I could see them whipping out a trick play, tossing him out there and having him. Hopefully he would launch one to Matt Ryan. Like that would be my dream. Um, Have Matt Ryan have his second career touchdown reception. If he does that, Cedric Wilson (laughs) and Dak Prescott are going to try the same thing. hundred (laughs) percent. I love it. I think that they should. And then my second bold prediction is going to be that the Falcons will attempt an onside kick and actually know how it works this time on the recovery. Wow. We we, uh, didn't figure that one out. We still, I don't want to talk about it. I'm triggered about special teams. Oh, I was, I was actually making fun of the Falcons for last year's Cowboys Falcons game. I'm making fun of them for their botched recovery of a, uh, Never mind. Last, I don't want to talk about last week anymore. I'm over it. <laughs> I do not blame you. Yeah, that was that was a rough one. Um, speaking of things that are rough, um, Tyron Smith is going to be out, and uh, you guys don't have Claiborne this year. So, thank God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you think we're going to be okay, or are you going to still rip us to shreds? Uh, yeah, no. The Falcons really have barely any pass rush. I think that they probably will try to um, scheme up like 
some safety blitzes or corner blitzes. Um, you know, some, I think that they'll, you know, really try to get as much pressure as they can with the interior rush with Brady Jarrett, who is one of the better, um, defensive linemen in the league, but yeah, no, I just don't think that it doesn't matter who's in or who's out. This team does not have a pass rush. <laughs> Yeah, I just I don't want to see my quarterback on the ground six times. <laughs> I mean, and, like I you say that, but neither did the Broncos. Like that's why, like that's true. I am burned, and <laughs> I was looking at at the game book, you know, after afterwards. And quite honestly, I don't know what their solution is going to be. But with Terrence Steele over on that left side, he gave up I think it was thirteen pressures, and that as compared to what he get, has given up the entire season on the right side at tackle, it was eleven. So if that gives you any perspective as to what kind of drop-off he had personally (laughs) from just becoming a quick swing tackle, I'm scared. (laughs) I will say that like, given the, um, the way he works during the off season, I do, I'm going to give him a, a fighting chance to rectify that situation, but I'm glad because I'm nervous. (laughs) Someone's got to be the chicken little. That's true. That's true. Okay. So do you have a, a final prediction going into this weekend? I, I kind of know at least who's going to win and who's going to lose, at least in your mind. But do you have any score prediction or in terms of you know, final outcome from this game and how this all go, you know plays out? Yeah, I think that this is probably going to be a pretty high scoring one. Um, both of these offenses can put up points. Both of these defenses can be susceptible to giving up points. Um, I think it's going to be somewhere in the like 35 to 28 range. And literally, it will that's be... my prediction. Really? Yeah, Cowboys 35, oh, Falcons 28. That's mine. I've got 33, 27. That, that was literally mine. So I'm, I'm feeling good about it because she mm-hmm. agreed. <laughs> Listen. Um, I'm glad we're all on the same page. That's what matters to you most. I'm not sure you'll, you'll be on the same page with us on this next thing, because, um, I just, I think you might know this by now, but on this podcast, um, we must acknowledge that birds are not real and a falcon (laughs) is a bird. And for that reason alone, if, you know, all stats, all current lay of the land aside, like I have to pick the Cowboys to win this one. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This, the, uh, I will just fill you in that the uh, hatred for birds spawned with the eagles. So. <laughs> You're just collateral damage at this point. <laughs> I, I expect nothing less from a Cowboys podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, can you tell the people where to find you, what you're working on? Again, everyone, this is our boss. So go ahead and slide into your DMs and tell her how great we are. But just in general, <laughs> she's a, such a good follow on Twitter. And oh yeah, I'd love for the world to know where you're at and what you got going on. You can find me on Twitter at Gina Thomas. Um, my name before I was married, it's J-E-A-N-N-A Thomas. And um, I'm usually, you know, yelling about one thing or another, often <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons or posting pictures of my dogs, both of whom are very, very cute. So really, it's, it, I'm, I, I am a good follow. Even if you don't like the Falcons, you will enjoy Gina's uh, timeline. So highly recommend. Correct. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us, Gina. We do appreciate it. And uh, we will see you online come Sunday. Absolutely. Best of luck, ladies. I don't have a good one this time. What? She's just, she's good enough as it is. I don't need a pun for it. Honestly, I'm shocked. I, just, I, I thought about it for like a hot second and I was like, no. Should I be superstitious that you don't have a pun for that? But a- I did last time.
Okay, that's so it. So there you go. Okay, good. I'm reading into this like really hard. I'm grasping yeah, the straws. I I uh, saged my outfit from last weekend. So okay, good. I'm gonna sage my my mouth, <laughs> <laughs> my life. <laughs> okay. We need a lot of help in a lot of places. Okay, right apparently. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. Obviously, I have to look forward to hopefully this Dallas Cowboys team can pick back up where they left off before they fell to the B words Broncos last week. I have the faith. I hope you do too. I forgot about the B words. Listen, that didn't that was, get enough traction. Fabulous. I really don't feel like people understood what I was saying, and I'm I'm upset about that. Um. Well, they were being B words if you were at the game. So there. There's that. Hundred percent. Um, all right, guys, make sure you subscribe to the Blogging Boys podcast, wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. Also, uh, come hang out with Megan Murray and I on the interwebs and yell in all caps and, you know, maybe try to keep me in check if something goes wrong with special teams. I'm here for that, too. Accountability <laughs> partners are what we all need in life. I am on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. I'm also on the Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles, and Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on both of those okay so this is very applicable because we are playing a um a foul type <laughs> of uh animal so uh there's some words I'd like to leave you guys with every week and uh megan i will i will let you take it away dallas forever philly for never birds are not real birds are not real they are the bourgeoisie we'll end it at that goodbye <laughs>